0: Stop getting stuck in the middle of your draft. Go grab this free worksheet, nancypannuccio.com forward slash act. And the more skill you have, the more sophisticated and masterful your ideas can be. But you've got to get it wrong in order to get the nutrients that will produce the book you envision that will help you hone the skills. college, my favorite class was filmmaking. It was a summer course and our assignment was to write, storyboard, direct, and edit one film. And so when it came time to shoot the film, I enlisted three of my friends to be actors and we camped out at my best friend's apartment for an entire weekend and worked endlessly on shooting this film. I shot on a 35 millimeter camera. Now, in those days, cameras were big and bulky, and I was not the most technically savvy person then. So I made a lot of mistakes while filming. And ultimately, I had to shoot most of it over. But thank goodness for those mistakes that I made, because each time we reshot the film, the story and the filming became better and better. And I learned how valuable obstacles and getting it wrong over and over again was to ultimately creating a film I was proud of and still am to this day. So from a creative standpoint, I've always been interested in both the actors and directors creative processes. And one of the shows I'm addicted to is the director's round table. And recently, I watched a show with Greta Gerwig and other directors. So Greta Gerwig did Lady Bird and the now very popular summer movie, Barbie. And there were other directors at the table, and they were talking about the problems and the obstacles they faced when making their movies. And let me tell you, some of these obstacles and problems that they faced were really epic. But one of the things that Greta Gerwig said stayed with me. And she said that I knew that when problems came up or difficulties or something went awry, they weren't deviations from the path. That was the path. So obstacles and failures ultimately give you solutions they lead you to solutions that are far better and far more interesting. You learn more from struggle and failure than you learn from success. So the problems are the road. The obstacle is the path. With any artistic endeavor, it's never a straight line from A to Z. And it's not a gradual upward arc. There are dips and bellows on the path. It's not linear. It meanders. It adapts. It allows you to explore, experiment, and discover something unexpected. For example, so many writers struggle with finishing their second act. They get stuck in the murky middle. Very, very common or you write what's in your head, but it becomes a challenge when you can't corral the words, the right words into a coherent thought. You doubt yourself, but that is part of the practice. That is the practice. And maybe you've sent your book out to agents and you've got one rejection after another. It's natural to then feel like, you failed to feel like a failure. But failure has such negative connotations, probably because of the way we've been conditioned to think of it, especially in school. Failure is something we've been conditioned to avoid and even feel ashamed of because there's so much riding on success, so much riding on our future getting into the right university, getting a good, high-paying job. So failure feels like an assault on your survival. But failure isn't something to avoid. Because when it comes to creative work, that's just part of the process. So don't compare your early drafts to someone else's glossy, finished book. All writers struggle all writers face failure. There's no way around it. I was listening to Seth Godin talk about the first book that he ever authored, Business Rules of Thumb. And he said that he got 800 or 900 rejections in a row. And then it was more than a year before anyone wanted to publish his next book. But he said that those failures helped him hone his book pitches and it made him a sharper writer and it helped him eventually become the author of 20 best selling books. So maybe you got rejected by several agents or your beta readers slammed you with their feedback. But rather than think of it as a condemnation of your talent or your abilities, Just think of it as getting knocked off course temporarily, and then ask, what can I learn from it? So what can you learn from that it didn't get the response you hoped it would, or that it isn't meeting your own standards? The story that's in your mind is not coming across on the page, but what can you learn from that? You self-published your book, and nobody is buying it. Well, you just learned something. You got feedback from your beta readers that your first act isn't working. What can you learn from that? So when you lack skill, you may have a great idea, but you don't have the requisite skills to pull it off. Or maybe your concept, your idea is weak. In coaching, we spend a lot of time talking about the story idea, and clarifying it, and then expanding it. And then there's judgment. So you may leave something in the piece that should have been discarded. So you have to ask things like, is the wrong character in the scene? Is this image heavy-handed? Am I telling where I should be showing If you look for the lesson in each failure or setback, you'll develop the skills to do it better. Jerome Robbins once said, you do your best work after your biggest disasters. You do your best work after your biggest disasters. And the golfer Bobby Jones once said, I never learned anything from a match I won. Respect, defeat, and profit from it. Respect, defeat, and profit from it. So one of the profits you can gain from defeat is a stronger range of skills. The stronger your skills become, the more facile you become. You can try different things, and the more fun writing becomes. We all have a right to fail. Give yourself permission to fail. You're always going to fail. It's a practice. And the practice, the process, is way more important than the product. Skill is how you close the gap between what you can see in your mind's eye and what you can produce. And the more skill you have, the more sophisticated and masterful your ideas can be but you've got to get it wrong in order to get the nutrients that will produce the book you envision, that will help you hone the skills. Twyla Tharp once said that she taped a three-hour improvisational session with a dancer, and then she found only 30 seconds of useful material in that tape. So (laughs) if we do the math... She rejected 99.7% of her work for that day. Now, imagine knocking out a 2,000-word chapter, and then after rereading it, you decide that only three words are worth keeping. That could be painful, absolutely, but it's absolutely necessary because the creative act is editing. You're editing out all the lame ideas that won't resonate with your readers, editing, you're exercising your judgment. It's setting the bar a little higher for yourself and therefore for your readers. So yes, failure is painful and it's okay to feel it, but it's also important to forget about the humiliation and the pain and retain the lessons from it. So solving creative problems The thing about it is that there isn't one right answer. There are many possible answers, maybe even thousands of possible answers. So the practical thing to do is to fix the things you know how to fix right now. That's why skill is essential. But you won't develop those skills unless you encounter Obstacles, unless you encounter setbacks. So don't think of it as failure. Think of it as guidance on what you need to learn next, what you need to master next. Now, this may mean you work with a writing coach, or enroll in a writing workshop, or work with a beta reader. But choose those beta readers carefully. Now, for more on beta readers, listen to episode 143, how to get better feedback from beta readers. The thing is, you never want to seek feedback from anyone with an agenda. So 143, I'll link in the show notes. You know, I once had a dance teacher tell us that you have to go through stupid before you get to cool. In other words, the body is stupid. It takes time to learn choreography, to get comfortable and fluid with your body, and then it becomes muscle memory. I remember when I first started taking jazz lessons, the moves just didn't feel right on my body. I was frustrated. I was down on myself. I was super frustrated. So for weeks, I went down to the gym in the condo where my father lived, and there was this community room where they held exercise and aerobics classes, and there was a small dance floor and a mirror. And I practiced for weeks and weeks and weeks, for hours on end, until the movement became part of my body, until my Muscle memory took over. And the same thing happens with writing. It's going to feel uncomfortable. It's not going to feel fluid all the time. You won't be as limber. But if you don't have a broad base of skills, you're limiting the number of problems you can solve when those obstacles hit. So failing and learning from it is necessary, it is the process. Until you've done it, you're missing an important piece of your creative repository. So here are some ideas I want to leave you with. Number one, the obstacles you encounter in your writing are not deviations from the path. They are the path. Number two, give yourself permission to fail. Think of everything you write as an experiment. You're always going to fail anyway. So embrace that. I like what Nelson Mandela once said, I never fail. I'm either winning or learning. I never fail. I'm either winning or learning. So that's what I have for you today. If you're experiencing any writing struggles or blocks, if you're feeling self-doubt or just down on yourself because the writing isn't going as well as you'd hoped, my hope for you is that this episode gives you a boost and a different perspective. So I'll see you next week, same time, same place. Till then, keep writing, and I'll talk to you soon.